0: welcome back to the movie babble podcast the only podcast not to be owned by the walt disney corporation as always you can find us online at moviebabblereviews.com. and this week i'm joined by brennan as we dissect the opening debut of us at the box office as well as the continued gains of captain marvel So starting with this week's top five, we've got us uh, taking the number one spot with a really strong debut with 70.25 million. That's about 25 to 30 million above what a lot of the estimates were. Uh, So great start there. Second, no surprise, is Captain Marvel with a solid 35 million, followed by Wonder Park with a uh, much lower uh, gross of 9 million. Five feet apart isn't too far behind Wonder Park with 8.75 million in number four. And the fifth place is How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World, coming in with a cool 6.5 million. Um, so this week isn't very surprising just in terms of where everything ranks, but us is definitely uh, kicking ass. Like, yeah, <laughs> us for sure. Is outgrossed, get out by quite a bit as far as opening weekend goes. It's gone a lot higher than most of the estimates were. I know you and I talked a little bit before we've both seen it. I really yep. enjoyed it. What are your thoughts on the movie?
1: Oh, yeah, I, I definitely enjoyed it for sure. I think it's a very different film than Get Out of uh, comparisons. I guess you can compare how you enjoyed it, but I think how the film was uh, – how the film actually played out, you can't really compare the two. Because I like that he took a different approach. It's a pretty unique film in its own right. It was a pretty good pure horror film as uh, compared to Get Out, which in my opinion is more of a psychological horror or thriller. Um, But I I definitely enjoyed it. It was a uh, good film. And you look at the money it's made this weekend, that's the amount that Get Out made in its first two weekends combined in just one weekend. So Us is definitely going to be making a ton of money.
0: Oh yeah, hands down. And, And I agree. I think Us was much more of a... Traditional like slasher horror uh, kind of movie, and there was a lot more uh, physical horror to it as well. Yeah, um, I, I just think it was. I mean, Get Out I think is an astounding achievement for Jordan Peele. I think Us just kind of builds on that legacy, and I can't wait to see where it goes next. Um, oh, for I, sure. I'd imagine this will have pretty strong legs. I think the next kind of big horror movie is The Curse of La Llorona. Which are either that or Pet Cemetery is coming up pretty soon. but Yeah, Pet
1: Cemetery in has, two weeks. has a little bit. Gonna, yeah, Pet Cemetery is definitely going to do some, do some numbers in a couple of weeks. I mean, it's going up against Shazam on April uh, 5th weekend, but I do think Pet Cemetery, especially being a uh, Stephen King adaptation, I think it definitely is going to do, do pretty well. But us, yeah, for sure it has legs. Uh, I know next weekend it's going to be hitting a lot of foreign markets. I know it was released in a couple this weekend, but next weekend it's getting its major uh foreign market release. So we'll we'll see it bump up next weekend and I think next weekend with uh Dumbo being the main major release next weekend, us still holds the market. It'll still make a good chunk of money next weekend.
0: Yeah, I'd agree. Um people that are going to go see Dumbo aren't really competing with people that'll go see us. <laughs> right, right. So I, I think we'll we'll see quite a bit. Um just as, I mean, Disney is starting to roll out their summer blockbuster season, which, I mean, it's only March, and they're starting to roll out some of the the big hits. But I think we'll see Us continue. I think we'll see some of these kind of smaller uh, target audience movies, like Pet Cemetery, some of these horror movies that continue to have pretty strong legs for the adults.
1: Oh, for sure. And I think Us, the, the thing that we should point out here is that it's already tripled its budget, and then some. Its budget is $20 million. I've also seen reports that it spent uh, $77 million approximately on uh, marketing. So they're going to need around $100 million to break even. Uh, add in what it made in a couple foreign markets, and domestically this weekend, they're already up to about $86 million globally. So we should expect by maybe Tuesday them to break even overall. And uh, they're definitely going to be running away with this. They're making a ton of money. It's huge. Uh, I read on the weekend uh, some of the records it broke. Um, I don't know if you saw this one, but it is the the Friday when it made twenty nine million. It's the best uh, single um, uh, grossing day at the box office for a live action original film, and that's that blew me away when I read that.
0: Yeah, I remember seeing that. It's uh, it it certainly really establishes or reestablishes, I guess, Jordan Peele is kind of a a leading man when it comes to writing and directing. And it also kind of reiterates that people do want to see original things. Um, I mean, obviously, it's not as easy to market it. And there are a lot of original things that are just kind of garbage. But when someone can come together, they can put together a cool concept, something that's interesting, something that's engaging and do it well, that there is a market for it. And I mean, us is just kind of blowing everybody away right now so I hope this encourages a lot of studios to take some more creative risks and finance a similar movies to us or things that even if they're not similar in the movies themselves are similar in the fact that they're these new kind of untested ideas that are being put in front of audiences.
1: Oh, hundred percent. I think, I think it's very unfair the way uh, pundits were predicting us this weekend. When I saw the projections come out to be around 45 to 50, I was completely baffled at how they got that number. Get Out opened up to $33 It only had a 15% second weekend drop. Get Out had great legs. And and, and it was such a hit, too. Best original screenplay at the Academy Awards. A huge pop culture phenomenon uh, Get Out was. I think us should have had projections upwards of 60. I would have personally guessed low 60s. So I was not super surprised when it turned 70. I mean, I know a lot of people are. But this is what I expected from the follow-up to get out like this the the hype was real for this film and uh, I think it was unfair that they put the projections around 45 to 50 they definitely they definitely misjudged the market and how uh, things were going to play to the box office I mean 70 is quite a large number a bit higher than what I would have put it at but I think for sure us it should have been expected to do better by some of the pundits but I will definitely say that I expected this now I'm interested in how the drop is going to be next weekend as I said Get Out saw just a 15% first weekend drop um, and then just a 26% second weekend drop, 33% third weekend drop. They barely see drops. Get Out had great legs. I think Us won't have as uh, as strong of legs as Get Out had just because of kind of this first weekend hype that Us has in comparison to Get Out. Get Out was still, I mean, Jordan Peele relatively an unknown name uh, at that point. He still had a, a base. He still had fans, but he wasn't mainstream like he is now. So I'm interested to see the, the, what the drop will be next weekend, but they're fine financially. They're, this is a huge hit.
0: Yeah, and I think you can see that the studio was a lot more emphatically behind it this time. So I remember with Get Out, the marketing, I mean, obviously they, they marketed it a decent amount, but they didn't really have faith in it. So if you watch like the trailers, they give you a little bit of a sense of what Get Out was, but they don't really capture what Get Out really is. Right. And so I remember seeing the trailers and I thought that movie was going to be horrible. I was like this looks like the dumbest like cheap cheap horror movie that somebody threw together. And then yeah. you go and see the actual movie and it's just this brilliantly written critique of, you know, America and, and racism and so many other like smaller concepts that are just woven in there. And so with us you can see the marketing was much more aggressive. Uh, Jordan Peele's name was on the front like they knew what movie they had, and they were selling it as hard as they could, and I think a lot of that has paid off. Yeah,
1: hundred percent. They're 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 definitely going to be making a ton of money. I mean, I'm interested to see how it does overseas because Good Out wasn't the strongest hit overseas. It didn't make uh, a lot of money overseas. It was more of a uh, hit in North America. Um, But I think that us definitely will do a lot better overseas. I think it's it's traditional of. Uh, early in someone's career, they're not as strong worldwide, but after after something like Get Out, I'd expect Jordan Peele's name to hold more weight globally, not just in uh, North America. So I think us will definitely do a lot better overseas than Get Out did, and I think overall, this is going to be a film that is just going to make a ton of money.
0: Yeah, I would agree. I think this is going to be a big win for Universal. It's another big win for Jordan Peele, and I can't yeah. wait to see what he does next.
1: Yeah, me too, 100%.
0: Yeah. So moving on from us, uh, Captain Marvel, second week at the box office with 35 million, just a little bit above 35 million. Um, I have a fairly steep drop with 48.5%. I mean, it's not the worst drop it could have, but it's also not the best. Yeah. And as a, you know, overall, including the the overseas grossings, it's a little bit over 900 million right now and is well on its way to becoming Marvel Studios' seventh billion dollar hit
1: yeah for sure this is a film that is just continuing to uh make its money this is a strong third weekend in my opinion and 48.5 percent. i mean it's as you said it's a pretty uh it's pretty respectable drop um i think that now surpassing 900 million just three weeks out this thing's easily gonna pass a billion but how high can it get i think that's the question um i can see this thing going 1.1 i don't know about 1.2 but I think it just furthers Marvel's dominance as we've been saying the last few weeks. Uh, Not 100% sure. Where do you think this thing's going to finish globally?
0: That's an interesting question. I think it's on track to outpace The Dark Knight Rises. Um, It it will probably outpace The Dark Knight um, from what I was seeing. I don't think it'll go just a whole lot further in terms of hundreds of millions of dollars. Um, I think We'll see it cross a billion here in the next, you know, week or two, and then I think we'll see a little bit of a bump when Endgame comes out, just because you have people uh, like myself <laughs> that'll be trying to re- rewatch everything, um, yeah. even though, you know, to get caught up on the story. And yeah, I so look
1: at it. Yeah, you continue there.
0: Oh yeah, so I I think it'll I think it'll end somewhere ballpark around one point one billion. Um, I don't expect it to just go a whole lot further, but I think it'll cross the finish line well enough,
1: yeah, for sure. And I think that definitely uh, the, uh, the the things are going to get busy at the box office with Dumbo Pet Cemetery, Shazam, especially, uh, Hellboy. Um, then you keep moving down there, then you get Endgame. There's still uh, five weekends in between now and Endgame, we still have um, a lot of a lot of time until. Uh, Endgame. So I'm um, I'm curious how big the bump can be. I think that Captain Marvel will definitely stay in a good amount of theaters just because of Endgame uh, coming out. I think that it will continue to make a, a good amount of money, but I think for sure, I think I think uh, that's a pretty good assessment that it might be slowing down a little bit. But, but you also have to consider, I, I was originally thinking uh, with how this movie was making a lot of money that it could do Black Panther numbers, but then also I thought about Black Panther came out in February. It had a pretty uh, light path ahead of it. It's it's getting into April now, which is kind of turning into the beginning of summer summer uh, at the box office these last few years. So it, it's going to be tough for Captain Marvel to uh, continue to dominate, but it's still going to make a good amount of money. I think it will pass $1.1 1. 1 for sure, but I'm pretty curious to see uh, what the bump will be when Endgame uh, comes out on April 26th.
0: Yeah, and I think it's coming into it a lot more uh, competition, like you said, with Shazam and Hellboy, especially. And, I mean, even Endgame is going to be competition for itself. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I, I think it'll slow down. But it is just interesting to look at. You know, this is Marvel. You know, Marvel alone, this is their seventh billion dollar film, uh, pretty much at this point. Yeah. Which, if you look at all... So there's only 37 films, not counting Captain Marvel, that have made over billion dollars or at least a billion dollars um, Marvel Studios has seven of those that's incredible and Disney has 17 <laughs> not counting this not counting the stuff they just bought from Fox if you counted this the movies like Avatar um, I believe Titanic might be 21st century Fox um, I mean Disney owns the billion-dollar club at this point
1: <laughs> yeah it's it's wild it's wild but, uh for sure Marvel Studios, they could be proud this will be their seventh uh billion dollar picture gonna be eight when then game comes out um but yeah, you're right uh shazam hellboy that'll that'll definitely slow it down. Shazam's uh seen some of its early reviews come out these last couple of days. There have been some rave uh reviews, so i'm I'm getting more and more excited for that movie the closer it gets. I think it could be another surprise hit for the d c e u It also has a lower budget than uh some other films, uh, to the likes of Aquaman and uh, Wonder Woman, it it I believe the budget is much lower than those two films. So Shazam could be uh, another hit for the DC I'm I'm pretty pretty excited for that one, just based off what kind of the buzz has been.
0: Yeah, and the uh, the early tracking numbers for it were really promising as well. Um, I saw yesterday that the so they had the early release. Uh, like the the advanced screenings yeah. and the advanced screening sales were outpacing Wonder Woman and Aquaman uh, yeah that's, that's which pretty is, good. is pretty promising I don't know if that'll translate dir- directly into you know this will be a billion dollar movie um, I personally would love it to be a billion dollar movie but yeah. we'll we'll kind of see
1: yeah I mean it's its budget is listed uh, in between the 80 to 100 million dollar range that's a pretty good budget they don't even have to open that high domestically to to uh, be a hit. Even if they open up to, say, $50 million domestically, uh, after the fact, after they finish their grosses, after they take money from their overseas markets as well, the movie's still going to be a hit, even if they open up to that. Um, so, so it's pretty a uh, pretty smart move to kind of scale back on the budget for this film. I am looking forward to it, though. And those early tracking numbers, thats that's a big positive.
0: Yeah, I would agree. So uh fortunately, we're kind of done with the exciting movies for the week. <laughs> oh, yeah. coming in at number three, and uh, Nick and I talked about this movie just glowingly last week is uh Wonder Park Oh yeah with nine million. Um, I haven't seen this movie. I don't really have a desire to see this movie, but I believe Nick saw it, and it's a movie.
1: <laughs> yeah you know what I, I remember when the first trailer came out, I believe it was early summer last year. And the first trailer was kind of just a teaser. It kind of it it showed it didn't really show all the silly jokes that all the TV spots are showing. It kind of just showed the uh true wonder of the park, if you will. <laughs> and it kind of showed it kind of I saw that first trailer and I thought, wow, this this actually could be an animated film that I'm digging a lot. Like I I'm a fan of animation. I like to go see uh animated movies um there's some of my favorite movies are animations but then the second trailer came out then the tv spots came out i'm like okay this is what this movie is this is not this is not a good anime this is this is not worth my time and having a budget at a hundred million dollars that is a huge mistake it's it's yeah i don't know what they're doing here they have a they have a lot of big names in the cast as i think you guys talked about last weekend that's probably where a lot of the budget's going to. The movie has $39 million worldwide after two weekends. That is disaster numbers right there. They have a budget of $100 million, and they were the top marketed film in North America for the entire month of March so far. They're spending a lot on this. It's They're not going to get it back. The TV show's apparently coming this year. I think you guys touched on that as well. It's just a complete disaster.
0: Yeah, this is... <laughs> this movie is not playing out well for anybody.
1: <laughs> no. Oh, my goodness. It's, it it, it yeah. came out at a time where Habitator Dragon 3 is kind of leaving the market, I guess. It's it's still doing well. It was actually pretty close uh, to Wonder Park this weekend. I, I don't know. Maybe they could have picked another time in the year, but this is just it, – it's just, it's a colossal failure, failure. And I look at the cast of the TV show that's starting later this year. None of those big names on the uh, cast, I believe, are returning. For the tv show so i don't know this it's just a mistake to have a budget that that large for this type of film it just it's it's tough to get original content off the ground but also when you have tv spots like that that aren't trying to reach a broader audience they're just trying to really go for kids you're not going to be making a ton of money back especially in a time where you have movies like captain marvel which marvel is a fit they make family films at this point i mean they make movies for everyone um, it, it, it was just an awful time to release this film and they're not gonna—they're gonna be losing a lot of money. I'm pretty interested to see how much money they lose by the end. That's all I really have to say about Wonder Park.
0: Yeah, there's, there, there's, not a lot to say about this movie. <laughs> yeah, Nick and I kind of beat it to death last week, and it's beating itself to death in the box office right now. <laughs> so
1: <laughs> I mean, a 43% drop is not bad, but when you yeah, didn't, I mean, it's, yeah, but when you didn't have a first weekend that was even that high, it, it's bad.
0: Yeah, when you don't really come from anything high up, any drop is a bad drop. <laughs>
1: oh yeah. Oh my goodness. All right. Shall we move on?
0: Yeah, we'll, we'll go to number four. Uh, not much better, but five feet apart, uh, coming in just, just shy of Wonder Park's nine million with eight point seven five million this weekend of its own. Um, this is another one of those movies that Nick and I kind of beat to death last week. He talked about sure. how. It's uh, it's pretty much everything you would assume it would be um, Two people with an illness. Uh, he says it's actually a little bit more restrained than he thought it would be. Oh, and it's not going straight for a The Fault in Our Stars ripoff. Right. But, you know, it's, it's still in that vein.
1: Yeah, but you know what? It, it's not like Wonder Park where it has a $100 million budget. This is a film with a small budget. Uh, I believe under $10 million. I'm not 100% sure, but I believe it's around there this thing's going to be making money just because of that. It has its crowd. It's, it's making money off that crowd. It just had a 34% drop this weekend. Um, it, it, it's going to make profit. So, so good for, good for five feet apart. Um, it's not going to hang around for a while, but it's, it's, it's made its profit because the budget was so small and because it has such a, it, it has an audience that uh, I think you guys touched on as well last weekend. It's not, they're, they're pretty underserved for the most part. So there you go it's 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 not making fault in our stars money that's a film that really blew up um especially just because of the novel was so huge as well um but uh it's still gonna make okay money
0: yeah i would agree i think this this will be a good netflix movie for (laughs) preteens.
1: yeah i think netflix that would have been maybe smart business move do what they do with uh isn't it romantic purchase it um I think Annihilation was another one that went that route. Um,
0: yeah,
1: yeah, that could have been an okay move.
0: Yeah, and that, that's a really good strategy for getting these movies that you know you have an audience, but you necessarily you don't necessarily have an audience that's going to go out and you know pay ten, fifteen dollars to to go see these movies. But yeah. if you can kind of release them, get the word out a little bit, ship them off to Netflix, Hulu, Amazon, then you can get a little bit more attention get a little more traffic in through that
1: yeah i'm sure they'll continue to make decent money i mean if they can try to mimic the percentage drop this weekend in, in its uh, further weekends i think this movie can definitely be a pretty good hit uh just solely based off the fact that the budget is just so small so i mean that's that's good for the good for the uh distributors everybody's happy uh yeah i guess we'll see where this one goes
0: yeah so moving on and rounding out the top five is How to Train Your Dragon: Hidden World, with six point five three million, and this is its fifth week. Or no, this is its yeah. This fifth. yeah, this is its, This is its fifth week at the box yeah. office. So it's yeah. it's still going going along pretty well. Um, it only had a thirty percent drop from last week, which at this rate isn't bad. Like,
1: yeah, that, that, that's pretty good. I mean, I think that this film has turned out to be a pretty good hit. Uh, worldwide, it's about to pass the first How to Train Your Dragon. It'll probably pass it by uh, midweek this week. So there you go. That, that's one thing there. I mean, the, the second film, just based off the fact that the first film was a huge success critically and with audiences, the second uh, How to Train Your Dragon film uh, was, was able to grow $621 million, which is a pretty pretty good number. Uh, the first one made about 495. You have this movie now at 488 million globally. It'll pass the first one's overall gross um, worldwide. It, it's a pretty good hit. I mean, it's a film that's on its way to get to uh, 500 million globally. It's probably going to get 150 million domestically. It's still chugging away in in a time where things are getting quite busy at the box office. Um, it's clear that Wonder Park didn't hurt it that much. Uh, so, so that's pretty good for them. It's a good movie too. So, that, that's good.
0: Yeah, I would agree. It's, you know, DreamWorks has got another another solid paycheck on their hands, so I don't think anybody's really upset. Yep. So that kind of wraps up the top five. I mean, we've we've talked about how to train your dragon uh, endlessly in podcasts past. Yeah. But uh, another kind of notable occurrence in the box office this week is Glass took a an almost 200% bump and went up 190.1%, had a gross of 600,000 this week, which, you know, isn't just terribly significant, but this movie is two and a half months old at this point. Yeah. And, you know, we, we talked about it a little bit earlier. I think this was kind of an overflow of people going to see us. Um, as we mentioned, you know, a few minutes ago with us, a lot of theaters were... Uh, betting under guessing you know it'd be about you know 40 or 50 million at the highest and so i think a lot of theaters were underprepared for how many people were actually coming to see us which leads to overflow and so i think glass is kind of the most similar thing to us right now um, in terms of what's out at the box office it's also a universal film i know they have a promotion with some theater chains where if you see uh, glass us and I forget what the third movie is. You get them all free on digital when they come out. And so I feel like that promotion as well as the overflow from us kind of pushed people a little bit towards that this weekend.
1: That's a, that's a pretty good promotion. I, I'd i be down for that if, I, if that was in any theaters near me. That That's a pretty pretty smart way to uh, get people out to the theaters. But yeah, it was pretty interesting to see that bump. I checked the returns of the box office a couple hours ago, and I was shocked to see this movie. It was uh, 32nd. Last weekend at the uh, domestic box office, it jumped up to 14th place this weekend. So that are uh, yeah, 14th or 15th place, I believe. Yeah, 14th place. That that's pretty pretty impressive.
0: Yeah, I, w- I would agree, and I mean, Glass has made a solid profit. Um, I mean, it's been out for ten weeks, and MI Night Shyamalan's made more more than made back the money that he he put at stake for it, and so it's it's nice to see it get a little bump even this late in the game,
1: yeah, yeah, that's pretty good uh this is the film that it, it might might finish it's gonna finish around two hundred and fifty million uh worldwide It's another hit, it's a film that didn't have a huge budget uh so definitely that that's that's pretty good it's It's getting a nice little bump here uh ten ten weeks ten weeks in so so that's pretty nice, and a lot of films this weekend can thank us because. A lot of movies this weekend didn't see drastic drops in their week-to-week percentage change. A lot of films this weekend saw pretty, uh, pretty safe, pretty comfortable drops that aren't always that usual. Usually you might be seeing a lot of 50% drops. This weekend you're going to be seeing a lot of 40%, 45% drops just because, I guess, of the overflow of us. Uh, 100% theaters weren't 100% prepared for what was, what was about to happen. So so definitely a lot of films could be thanking us. And I think this is a very, very positive weekend for the box office as a whole.
0: Yeah. And um, being kind of off of that, bouncing around a little bit, uh, in entertainment news, it was a pretty big week. Um, I don't know if you know, but I'm pretty sure that we are the last podcast in existence not to be owned by Disney at this point.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah? Yeah.
0: Uh, <laughs> But Disney purchased Fox officially this week. <laughs> All the uh, the details finally came together. And so as of Wednesday, the House of Mouse has owned things like the Simpsons Avatar. Uh, they completely own Star Wars now. They didn't have the distribution rights for, I believe, just the first film. Uh, okay. But it might have been the original trilogy. And so they have those now. Um, they have the Fantastic Four and the X-Men uh they they own everything at this point
1: it's it's incredible i saw a pretty funny tweet uh a couple of days ago it said uh disney's going to be opening up um Thanks. banks and hospitals and we're all going to be like how did this happen where do we how do we get here <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i hope it, i hope it doesn't get that far but disney the monopoly is is growing and we're going to be seeing that a lot more this year with all the live action remakes all the uh, mcu movies it's it's pretty wild they're they're huge now there are pros, there are cons, for sure. You can debate both sides. But I'm pretty excited to see a rebooted X-Men, hopefully, at some point. I think that is one of the positives. Um, in, a, in a couple years, hopefully. I don't want them to rush it. I don't want them to rush it at all. But I think it'd be cool to see um, them come into the MCU at some point.
0: Yeah, and, I mean, this was a really aggressive move for Disney. I think a lot of their decision to purchase Fox... Ties into the uh, their upcoming Disney Plus streaming service. I think, you know, they they're, I think they're going for Netflix. Um, like, they want a stake in the game? Because you look at, they've announced uh, last week or two weeks ago. Bob Iger, the CEO of Disney, announced that they would have all of the Disney classics on the streaming service. Um, yeah, I saw that. every Disney movie, which is really unusual. Um, Disney normally releases their movies in waves and then keeps them in the vault. Um, so like Aladdin, you could, you've only been able to buy like, for a nine-month period out of the past five years, um, just for okay. example. But they're releasing all of that for the streaming service. They now have everything that Fox owns to roll out on the streaming service. Um, as we talked about before, they have 20 of the $37 <laughs> uh, billion <dollar> movies <laughs> that will now be on yeah. the streaming service and so it's a it's a really aggressive entertainment move as I think Disney tries to transition itself into the streaming era completely
1: yeah I mean you can definitely not deny this is a big win for Disney I mean they they spent a pretty pretty heavy penny I mean I think it was what 70 billion dollars am I not mistaken there
0: yeah it was a little over 70 billion um, it started off I believe around 55 or 56 uh, Comcast tried to get some skin in the game, bid Disney up, uh, just made their competitor pay more money. But yeah. uh, Disney, Disney was pretty aggressive about this. You know, it's been a, almost a year and a half since they first announced it and started working on it. And so it's a it's a big transition. Um, you know, the, it also unfortunately does come with quite a few layoffs as right. the companies are merging and and a lot of supervisors and managers are are. Not wanting to be duplicated within the company. And so I think we'll see a huge change. I think another interesting thing will be seeing what Disney does with a lot of Fox's current projects. So, like New Mutants has been shuffled around a lot and has supposedly been shelved just in favor of putting it on a streaming service. I'm interested to see how they handle Dark Phoenix, um, as that's the last X Men film, but they've announced they have intentions to reboot the franchise. So, you know, in my, in my mind, I, I think Disney looks at Dark Phoenix as already a dead movie. You know, they don't really want it. It's not part of their vision. It's just kind of the remnants of what they're picking up.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think what you pointed out there with the uh, Disney Plus streaming service, that's probably one of their greatest uh, gains with this acquisition. I think definitely throwing out a lot of uh, 20th Century Fox's uh, films on the Disney Plus streaming service, That's that's a huge, huge, huge move and a, and a huge, huge, huge plus. This is something that people, I don't think, I think they're going to get a a pretty good, uh, bump at the beginning with people purchasing the Disney plus streaming service. But I think it, it, Netflix is still a very established, um, distributor. I think that they're, they're very, um, they're very strong. They're very powerful. So Netflix is everywhere, right? Everyone has Netflix. People love to watch Netflix. People use it all the time, every day. Um, so Disney plus they needed this. This is huge. I think that they can definitely compete with Netflix, uh, Probably not right away, but pretty pretty soon. I think they can definitely get there. Um, I'm pretty excited for the Disney Plus streaming service now. Uh, we'll see what happens, but I think definitely they are going for Netflix. You are 100% right on that.
0: Yeah, and another part of it is, so Disney and Fox have the largest shares in Hulu. And now that Disney owns Fox, they have the majority share in Hulu. So not only does Disney have their own streaming service they're rolling out, but they also have control over Netflix's biggest competitor. And so I think they're making a strong strong statement in that direction. Well, on the other hand, Netflix, for the first time, I believe it was either this month or just last week, the amount of original content began to outweigh the amount of licensed content. And so I think we'll see Netflix shift a lot more into becoming its own brand. So... Um, I know, like, it's losing all of its Disney content, which will, which will be a decent blow to it. And so I think we'll see Netflix push more into, well, we created this, we own it completely, and hopefully we'll get some more series like Stranger Things out of that, and some more strong original movies as well.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, just as we thought Netflix was kind of uh, really, really pushing, pushing their egg in there with Roma, and then Martin Scorsese coming on to do The Irishman for Netflix among... Several other, several other original uh, films. We see now that Disney Plus gets to put all Fox's movies on there, and uh, stuff like that. It, it's going to be interesting to see what happens, especially as you said, uh, now that they kind of have a lot of say in Hulu as well. That's that's huge. That's that's crazy to me. I think Disney is the monopoly. It just it. When will it stop? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't think it'll ever stop. <laughs> no, it's crazy.
0: It's uh. Yeah. Disney is a giant at this yep. point. Yep. But I mean, it, it's kind of their pattern. They've had pretty aggressive uh, purchases about every four or five years. Uh, starting, they bought Pixar back in two thousand four, Marvel in two thousand eight, um, and then Star Wars in two thousand twelve. And I mean, the Fox is the largest, and it's pretty unprecedented as far as right. corporate mergers and you know Hollywood purchases go. But I think we'll see them continue to make larger and more aggressive strides like that in the years to come.
1: Yeah, 100. I think I think they had to do this. Uh, they're evolving. You evolve all the time. This is a pretty. It's an aggressive uh, move. It's an expensive move. But I think in the end, it will be the right move.
0: Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, I'm excited because hopefully we'll get to see the Human Torch, Wolverine, and Spider-Man in a movie together. So.
1: Oh, that'd be cool. That would be cool.
0: So, yeah, that kind of wraps most of it up for this week. Um, next yep. week, we've got Dumbo will be the big release. I'd imagine that us will still be pretty aggressive, still moving along pretty well. And yeah, I'll really, be interested
1: to see who, who uh, takes top spot there because uh, I'm, I'm excited for Dumbo personally. I think that the trailers have been cool. I think Tim Burton can add his own flair to a live-action remake, so I think that it'll be interesting to see who comes out on top next weekend.
0: Yeah, and I think... You know, really, Dumbo kind of marks the summer box office because, you know, Disney has been kind of pushing the summer box office back with their Marvel releases for the past few years. But now we've got, you know, Shazam looks to be a pretty big success at this point. Um, Hellboy, I would love for it to be a success. I I don't know if it will be, but hopefully it will be. Yeah. And, you know, Endgame is just going to destroy everything in its wake. So, <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, I'm pretty pretty pumped to see what happens next weekend.
0: Thanks for listening to this episode of the Movie Babble Podcast. Again, you can check us out online at moviebabblereviews.com. And check back next week as we break down the debut of Dumbo.